Dear World, and more specifically, Hey Church Girl, this is Leanne. And I've got to be really honest with you. I had recorded a couple of different episodes in the car on my drive back from Texas, but neither really felt right. Um, I needed to finish them, but I just didn't feel like either of them were um, kind of like what was needed right now. And as I was thinking about what was needed, a million different things popped in my head. I had so many different ideas, but none of them that I felt like I could get all the way to being done. I'm finishing up a book proposal right now that I'm doing for this um, competition thing, and I'm my mind is like full with uh, being in Texas and doing adoption stuff, and so yeah, I'm kind of like all over the place, and that made me think Wow, I am so glad that I have counseling tomorrow. And so I thought, why not we talk about counseling? I was so scared to go to counseling at first. I <laughs> always thought counseling is only for the really messed up people. Like, you only go to counseling if you've got real problems. And my problems weren't real. They were just whatever. Um... And as my counselor would say, we shouldn't um, base the severity of our problems on other people's problems. We all have problems and we all need to work through them. Some people's, of course, are more serious, but like work through your stuff and don't just judge your stuff based on other people's stuff. Just work through it and continue on with your life. So I was wrong about that, as you can see. So the lie I love to believe was that only crazy people needed counseling. I started going to counseling in high school. <laughs> and I distinctly remember this because I was so embarrassed. But I was called down to leave. And the girl sitting next to me was like, oh, where are you going? And I was so embarrassed to say that uh, a counselor I said I was going to the dermatologist, which I did go to a dermatologist, so, like, wasn't totally lying. I just didn't go to a dermatologist that day. And she was, she said to me, you have perfect skin. Why are you going to a dermatologist? And I said, well, that's why I have perfect skin, because I go to a dermatologist. I don't have perfect skin, and I didn't then either, but that's beside the point. <laughs> and so the first counselor I went to was not a match. She worked mainly with children from trauma and a lot, uh, with children with, um, like ASD and other pretty severe things. Now, was my anxiety pretty severe? Yeah, it was. But she wasn't really equipped no, that's not true. She wasn't really in the place to help me because of the severity of her other clients. I truly believe that, especially now, like, being deeper into the that world. I think, in a way, I walked into her office and she was like, oh, this is going to be easy. Lady literally gave me a worksheet and was like, okay, what do you feel anxious about? And I said, Oh, this was so ridiculous. I said, um, I didn't want to fail a test. And she was like, okay, well, what would happen if you fail a test? And I was like, 
I don't know, I would be embarrassed and, like, people would be disappointed in me. And she was like, okay, I want you to write this down on this paper and, like, write the possible outcomes and then write why those won't happen. And I was like, okay, this is so not helpful for someone with anxiety because I can write all the worst outcomes. I I looked at her and I said, okay, yeah, obviously not everyone's going to stand up and laugh at me, but that doesn't mean that it's like an invalid thing to worry about. And it doesn't mean that writing it down on this piece of paper and saying that it's not going to happen is going to make me think it's not going to happen. So obviously this counselor, she was uh, one and done. Uh, so then we found a Christian counselor and she was really good. I was like not all in on counseling yet. Part of that had to do with the church. Uh, I remember when I told someone, um, who was kind of like in leadership in the high school area, um, when I was a sophomore, I told them that I was going to counseling because my anxiety had gotten out of hand and I probably needed to be medicated and I probably needed to go to counseling. And she said, I don't remember her exact words, so I don't want to say that, but Basically, to the extent of anxiety is not a real thing. It's a it's a trust problem and you're just not believing in God enough. And so that kind of told me, oh, I should probably shut up about this. Um, and I did for a while. I was very embarrassed. I was very uh, ashamed because I I wanted to believe in God and I, I wanted to trust that he held everything. But I kid you not, in early high school, I probably only slept like four hours a night. Uh, my brain would spin and spin and spin and spin and spin. And there were a few like really big things, um, like globally that happened early in my high school career. So the Boston marathon bombing, um, one of my uncles was actually there for that. Uh, he had finished the race, I think maybe 20 minutes before it happened. And that freaked me the heck out because, you know, we hear about these terrible things that happen, but they all feel very distant because they're not happening right here next to you. But that was kind of this thing of like, oh, this can happen, like, bad things happen to everyone, and these really crazy events can happen to anyone, and like, it could involve my family. And that, so that really freaked me out. There was also, gracious, now I can't think, something that really rattled me, and now I don't remember. Maybe it was the Sandy Hook shooting. I don't know what year that was, but that really freaked me out. I... This is kind of embarrassing to admit. I had a plan for every single classroom I was in, how I would either hide or escape. And if I was in the bathroom, what I would do, like, I was so prepared if someone ever shot up the school. And there were a few times I was so convinced it was going to happen, which (laughs) now I'm like, why did I spend so much brain power? worrying about these things. There were so many other things to focus on. My brain was screwed up. It was. And, you know, I could not get over some of these doomsday worst case scenario things. Once I went to that Christian counselor, she, um, she was so full of grace. It was incredible. I, you know, told her about how I, you know, I felt so ashamed to have anxiety because this was just a, uh, a lack of faith thing and how can I fix my faith and all of this and she was like Leanne that's not true your brain chemistry is not 
functioning correctly. She did this thing where she took two pens and she was like, the brain sends signals and like sends messages. And so it's like, it goes down this one and then it hits this thing and then goes on so you can complete that thought and it can be over. You can rationalize. But my brain and most people with anxiety, they're, the chemicals in their brain make it so that when that message gets to the, the send-off spot, it stops. And it just kind of, <laughs> I imagine it was like it hits the wall, hits the wall, hits the wall, hits the wall, and just bounces and, does, and just right, goes over and over and over again in your brain. And I wish that it wasn't there. Like, obviously. Anxiety is so terrible. And it's debilitating at times panic attacks so it, they're so scary there's multiple times in high school that I went to my parents room and I was like I am having a heart attack I am having a heart attack and you have to take me to the hospital right now because I am dying and my mom praise the lord knew exactly what was happening and knew what to do and she was like okay like let's get in the car and like take a drive and that it always helped and I was always fine but anxiety attacks are so scary. And if you have not had one and experienced one, it is it is unreal. You really do think that something terrible is happening to you. And for a lot of us, <laughs> once we have these physical symptoms, our brains go to what could be happening. I'm having a stroke. I'm having a heart attack. You know, all of these things. And, like, medical anxiety is a huge thing of, like, Oh, my, uh, I'm having chest pain. Oh, well, it must be a heart attack. No, it's acid reflux. Like, and a lot of these things are combined together. My anxiety was also, uh, at its height when I was having a lot of issues with my gallbladder and eventually got it out. And so there's a lot of connection between anxiety and, uh, stomach problems. So that's a tangent on what my anxiety is like. But there is still such a stigma of mental health problems in the church, which to an extent I understand, especially now, the word anxiety is thrown around to mean a lot of things and a lot of things that it is not. People say they have anxiety when they're really just dealing with some some anxious feelings. Everyone has these anxious feelings and that's totally fine and like totally valid. Um, uh, but the depth to which anxiety, like GAD, generalized anxiety disorder, that's what I have, like the extent to what some, like a true clinical diagnosis anxiety is, is not this, oh, I'm really worried about this. Um, and so I think we need to have a little bit of, uh, under better understanding, um, especially like in the younger generation, they throw it around all the time and it's like, uh, let's, let's learn a little more. But let's talk about counseling and why I think it's so beneficial. I didn't really love counseling until I got to, um, to the counselor I'm with now. Now, reverse, go back. The time that I finally felt unashamed in my anxiety well, not completely unashamed, but I started to have a little more grace for myself was when I realized that other people were struggling as well. Because I 
got the reaction I did from the person at the church. I like never really talked about it at church. But then I went to a summer honors program at the college that I attended first. And, um, oh, it was a real mess. Homesickness is a big part of my anxiety. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't be away from my parents. Always scared. I've uh, my whole life. I've always been scared that like some terrible tragedy is going to happen when I'm not there. And I'm going to like never see people again or something terrible is going to happen to me and they're not going to be able to know all of those things. And so like being away from my like nuclear family and also just like being away from my home is hard, which is really ironic because I moved abroad and <laughs> just wait for my book and you'll read all about it. Uh, but anyways, so we are at this camp, uh, this college thing and it's super hard, but we all had to write a testimony and people got up there and started sharing about having anxiety and it was like a weight lifted off my shoulders. I was like, other people feel this too. And we talked and I remember there was like a group of four or five of us who talked and we like wept because it was like other people feel what we feel. And from then on, I was like, okay, talking about it at church, even if I didn't get the support that I thought I would. Um, I wrote for a Christian teen magazine. Um, and high school as well, which was, like, an incredible opportunity, um, and I wrote, like, a column about that, and I wish that I could have talked about it more in, um, in, like, the, the smaller settings of church, but I do, I am thankful for, like, the freedom I had of knowing other people in the church were experiencing it from that experience at camp or at the college thing. So counseling. I didn't love counseling until the counselor I have now. When I, like before I was moving abroad, I was like, I'm going to be really mature and get a counselor. And it could have been really great. But I walked into that room and I had like other things happening in my life. But I was like, this counseling is only for preparing for this move and what it's going to be like to live by myself abroad and blah, 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 blah. And I straight up told the lady that I told her, I said, there are some other things that are going on in my life, but I don't really want to talk about that in here. I just want to talk about this. This girl was in college as well. I mean, she was obviously in her master's program, but I think she like didn't quite know what to do with me. And so it like, wasn't a great thing, but you know, I did that and like, it was helpful. Um, but then last summer, I was like, you know what? I think it's time for me to hop back into the counseling game. And it has changed my life. It's probably been exactly a year now, maybe a little over, a little less. I don't know. But my counselor is incredible. And I, like, it's been, let me think. I think it's been three weeks and our last session was over the phone because she's like not always in the office. She like, you know, times and sharing space and all of that. And so it has like been a long time and I'm like, oh, I miss her. Now I will say the hardest, hardest, hardest part about counseling, which I think has to do with being a church girl, is that I feel I have felt I like have to have conversations with myself about it now. Guilty for not being like, Oh, and how's your life? And how are you doing? And asking questions about her. I have to tell myself, Leanne, this person is not your friend. 
she cares about you and the, to the extent that a doctor cares about you. And like, she is not coming, she is not expecting you to come in there and ask her all sorts of questions about her life. Like she shares things and like giving me feedback and whatnot and like tells me about her life. But like, you are paying her to listen to you talk. So you don't need to worry about asking her about her life. It is very hard for me. Very hard for me. But it's to have the freedom to walk in that room and truly say whatever I feel like I need to say is incredible. And like anxiety is like so rarely talked about. I think it was like three or four sessions. Maybe not. Uh, like three for sure sessions in and I like mentioned something about anxiety and she was like oh you have anxiety and I was like yeah it's just like not really the main issue anymore <laughs> like, I moved on from that got all these other things um and realizing that counseling isn't like yes it's talking about mental health but I think the biggest benefit of counseling is that you can like talk things out be it like a conversation that you need to have with someone or just like your own personal thoughts like you need to work through them and you just like say all of that to them and they are like a non uh what's the word they like don't have a uh ro like a role in the game I, there's like some saying that I can't think of right now because it's really late they like are not impacted by this and so they're not going to give you a biased opinion so like if you're thinking about changing your job and you're like thinking through these things well you can't talk to your work friends about it theoretically and like your closest friends like if you're gonna move they're gonna be like sad about it like your counselor doesn't have these like big reasons for telling you things like they are not trying to get anything their way you know and so it's it's just so nice to have someone that you can really just say anything to and it's like oh okay and my <laughs> my counselor like sometimes I think why does she put up with me because I'll tell you the same thing over and over and over again and she'll say the same thing over and over and over again no she doesn't really say the same thing but kind of and then eventually I'm like you know what and then say exactly what she's been telling me. And she's like, mm, mm-hmm. I can't imagine where you learned that from. And I'm like, oops. Um, but to think back over the last year and, like, I I had a lot of growing up to do when I came out of college. I, I went into college with very, <laughs> very wrong expectations um, for myself and for others and just all, all the things. And so, like, when I... I think it really took graduating from college and moving abroad to be like, oh, this is how real life is. And then, like, coming home and, like, just kind of living life. Uh, I always said I never wanted to learn what a single Leanne looked like as an adult. Um, I didn't. I always, I always wanted to be married, and a huge part of that was that I didn't have to make decisions completely on my own because that <laughs> responsibility is scary. But... Like, and so it took me having to take that responsibility and, like, having to grow up to kind of, like, learn things. And, but I wasn't really, I mean, I was able to do that in college, but it's a different thing when you graduate and you're, like, really, um, like, on your own and independent. And I live at home, but my parents are not, like, 
you have to be home by this time, and what are you doing? So, I, like, have learned so much that I think maybe a lot of people learn in college, but I'm, like, real straight-laced and don't do anything, and so I'm, like, my college looks like going to class and babysitting, and that's really boring. Um, And so, like, learning how to interact with people in the world beyond this, like, in the boss worker kind of a situation, but just, like, a lot of things. So, and being in counseling through that has helped so much. I I say, like, every other month, like, oh my goodness, I'm so glad I didn't have this conversation until now because I needed to go through this in counseling before I had this conversation. Or, oh, I am so glad that I didn't get married at 21, 22, 23, I am 24. So, probably not going to get married in the next uh, six months. So, like, saying... Like, I'm so glad I didn't get married at these other ages because I would have been a terrible wife. I could barely function on my own, let alone help someone else. And I think people who are married maybe think the same thing. But I just wish that there was, A, no stigma around going to counseling. I wish everyone felt just free and able to go to counseling find their counselor, find someone who they connect with and jive with. I think it's really important if you're a Christian to go to a Christian counselor. There are people who say it's not important, but I think that's mm, not so smart. I think my counselor believes what I believe. Fully, I don't know. You're never going to believe someone that believes everything. You're never going to find someone who believes exactly the same things you believe. So, okay, that's is what it is. But my counselor believes that Jesus is the son of God and God created the world, you know, all of these like basic foundational things. And so we are, we have that, that baseline understanding, uh, that someone who is not a Christian wouldn't have. So anyways, and two, I wish counseling wasn't so expensive. I regret so much not taking advantage of free counseling in college. What a gift. That's incredible. Um, I go to a counseling center that is, like, you're, you pay based on, like, what you make. Um, but some counseling centers are, no matter what, like, $150, $180, like, so much money. And I do not understand that. Um, if you need counseling, it should be available to you and it should be affordable. There should also be more counseling associated with the church. Big C, not little C. Little C churches should be willing to use their spaces for counseling. I think that it can be, with all of the church hurt that is rampant in the world right now, that is one of the episodes that I um, recorded was about church hurt. If you're not listening to the the rise and fall of Mars Hill on Christianity Today's podcast network, Oh my gracious, go listen. We've all probably experienced church hurt in big ways and little, and I think them talking about it, the this particular church's instance of what happened, um, can help us avoid some mistakes in the future. That's a sidebar. <laughs> but, like, we, we have all experienced church hurt, and I think if the church could do a better job of saying... We want our members to be healed and whole and 
like, working on themselves mentally and, like, becoming the best versions of themselves, it would be easier to heal from those hurts. Um, uh, maybe it would be hard to heal within the church building, but I don't, I don't know. I just think that that could be, like, a really beautiful thing. Um, there were some in Springfield, there were some churches who had counseling, um, in their building, but I, it's not, like, a super common thing, and I think it is a super healthy thing. I think that's all I have to say. This was a lot of rambling, so sorry, but also, here we are. Counseling is so important, and I pray that there are counselors being trained today to serve my generation, the generation above me, the generation below me, that will equip us to live what God is calling us to do and be our healthiest selves in doing that. Um, there's a lot of tension from the older generations about counseling, which I understand. They, like, went through a lot of stuff before counseling was really a thing. And so now they're like, we don't need counseling. I'm like, mm, maybe you do. There's like a thing on Instagram or what, Twitter, or whatever that says, have you ever thought about the fact that you go to counseling because someone else didn't? And I'm like, mm, yeah, sometimes I do see that a lot. <laughs> so don't be that person. Don't make someone go to counseling. Uh, <laughs> that was dumb. Anyways, Thank you so much for listening. We're on Apple Podcasts now. Maybe you're listening there. It is so exciting. It feels way more official to be on Apple Podcasts than anywhere else because I listen to podcasts on Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening there, if you could subscribe and rate and review, that would be so kind. And if you could follow on social media, that's probably how you got here. But if it's not, my pages are just Leanne Woolley on Facebook and Instagram, L-E-I-G-H-A-N-N-W-O-L-L-E. And if you're listening to this when it comes out or in that week, say a prayer that I finish this book proposal well because I'm just getting through it. And it's, it's a lot, but it will get done. All right. That's all I've got for you. World, I hope you have a wonderful week. It feels like summer is ending, but I, there's still enough left. So, really embrace the season you're in and the time that you have to have summer fun and all of that. Again, rambling. It's 1 a.m., so that's what you get. Love, Leanne.